Hello, cryptid-loving listeners. As a friendly reminder from us here at the Don't Touch My Sasquatch podcast, we frequently make crude jokes, sprinkle our sentences with naughty words, and discuss mature content. Most of which may not be appropriate for all age groups. Listener discretion is advised. Now, please enjoy. Texas Two-Step. Dan. (laughs) (laughs) The only man to walk like a galloping horse on two legs. I meant to say Tony Texas Two-Step. Uh, Tony Tusep. Jesus oh Christ, I can't even God. say it. Why am I saying Texas? So we're going squatching. We're going squatching, bitches. Welcome back to Don't Touch My Sasquatch Podcast. We're your host. I am Josh, and this handsome-ass fellow over here is... I continue to be Lennon. Sorry, I lost my rubber band. (laughs) (laughs) We continue. (laughs) Uh, We explore... (laughs) Now I see what happened. (laughs) (laughs) We explore controversial topics with energy and a good laugh. We're two guys that have a love and passion for these topics, things you may have heard of, but you don't know the full stories of yet, and we're here to tell you those stories, give you our opinions... And let you come to your own conclusions. We'll do the research. Me and him. That fan. That fucking handsome fellow over there. That fan. Yeah. I am a fan. So that you don't have to. Keep your mind open to the possibilities that things just they just may not be as you experience, as you as they appear or experience <laughs> all the above. On today's episode, we once again have both selected an episode of the popular History Channel series, Ancient Aliens. In this episode. And in, in this episode is not what I want to say. In my episode, season one, episode one, Pyramids of Antarctica. Season one? All right. In my episode, season 11, there episode one, Pyramids of Antarctica, we venture to our largest, largest and most hostile continent to explore if there is anything hidden beneath ice. Europe. Yeah. <laughs> Antarctica. Yes. Or Atlantis. We'll see. In Lennon's episode... That's me. Season 3, episode 1, Aliens and the Old West, we explore if there's any evidence that aliens interacted with cowboys and Native Americans in ye old west. Now let's dive into the burning questions of the ancient astronaut theorists. So, sit back, get those hands up, and paste your hair in the air as we dive into the History Channel TV series, Ancient Aliens, Volume 5. Oh, it is 5. It is. I lost count. Did you? <laughs> I was like, I'm going to have to look this up later. <laughs> <laughs> volume 5. Yeah. Bitches. Yeah, yeah. So this is 49 episode, 5 volumes. Thank you. Thuckerin and Thuckatath. Hey. Yes, what's up? Since it's your dojo, you get to go first. I do get to go first. I said the final thoughts thing. I'm sorry. It's okay. We don't have final thoughts in this episode. We just talk about the episode. Yeah. Real quick. Oh, uh, that's me. Now, I did not. No, you're Lennon. <laughs> I didn't mention this last episode. Okay. So, I have to. Uh, Please do. It's another four-month mark. You know what that means, right, ladies and gentlemen? I had another fucking uh, paralyzing dream. No what shit. What the hell is it called? Uh, sleep. Paralysis. Paralysis. Again, all could be drink for this one. All could be hallucination. Well, it is hallucinations, but all could be just a weird ass coincidence that started back in twenty twenty one, December twenty twenty one. 
Okay. Is it 23? Yeah. Holy shit. Since 2021, I've lived... Okay. I've lived in this apartment way longer than I, I want to. Anyway. Same. So I was sleeping, facing the wall. Yep. Now the windows, uh, outside my windows, if I meant to say, there are lights, like um, street lights and shit. Yeah. Okay. So they kind of reflect in. So you can kind of see. If someone walked behind me, I could see the shadows, I'm trying to okay. say. That's yes. all I'm trying to say. Yes. So it was one of those moments of you have the sleep paralysis. I'm facing the wall. I can see the wall. I'm looking right at it. Yeah. And where my head is, because I can see where my head is. Okay. Shadow wise. Sorry. Shadow. Thank you. I was shadow. Gonna say, how does one do this? <laughs> I can see the shadow of sure. my head is. Yeah. And above where my head is, my left ear, uh-huh. temple region, all I saw, and I can't tell you what they look like, but hands. And they were doing something like this. I keep uh. like this for the video. Um, basically, it looked like there were. I don't know, like going down to my head and like pulling stuff up. Oh. I can't tell you exactly what I saw. I just remember their hands and me being. I closed my eyes, Holy like le- fuck, dude. Legitimately closed my eyes because I didn't want to see. I just closed it. my eyes. You saying that? Yeah. <laughs> and I was just willing myself, and I couldn't wake up. And then finally, I woke up and I turned over. I am never sleeping facing the wall ever again. Oh my! But here's God, the thing. Dude. Now, when I woke up, I had a, a slight headache in my left temple area. Again. This could be I have a sleep paralysis incident and I have a headache and yeah. it's just how my brain is processing the headache. Uh-huh. Could be absolutely nothing, but it creeped the fuck out of me. And nonetheless, I didn't really sleep the rest of the night. That. Oh my god, dude! Yeah. So that's another incident. I got to get out of this apartment, guys. I, so I know they were. Shadow- I got to get out. I know they were shadowy. Yes, there were hands. Sh- well, because it was a shadow on the wall. I know. I know. Yeah. That's okay, what I'm okay, trying okay. to say. Yeah. My, I'm prefacing my question with this. Yeah. But did they look like? Is, was there anything weird about it? I'm, I'm not gonna be able to answer this because I closed my eyes shortly after I saw it. I Holy don't fuck, dude. I know they were hands. I can't tell you if they're big, small, spindly. I can't say if they're creepy, oh human, whatever. I closed my eyes. I was scared shitless. I don't blame you. <laughs> fuck, dude. Um and like I said, all these incidents could be some huge coincidence. Uh-huh. I don't know. Maybe I'm stressed or something the past year and a half. I have no fucking clue. But the point is, is they, they seem to happen every four months, and that's yeah. the weird part. So that was in know. April. Um, oh, I'm sorry, guys. I kicked the fucking table. I'm really testing the, secu- <laughs> the stability of this. Um, but yeah, sorry. I, wanted, I well, forgot to mention that last episode. That's wild. Um, we're going to have an, another game night mm-hmm. soon. We should do it at your place and uh, investigate. <laughs> we could do it at my place. Yeah. We can't do rough and rowdy at my place. Though. I don't have a big No, we cannot. And that's May 12th. Anybody who's listening that doesn't know what Rough and Rowdy is, amateur boxing, funny, bunch of hillbillies and hicks. Uh, Barstool Sports hosts it. Anyway. Anyway, so with that out of the way. Incredible, dude. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I've, nothing came on the camera either, so, and nothing was shown on the camera either. So, <laughs> um, so it could have been absolutely nothing. It probably was absolutely nothing. That's crazy. It just gives you that scared, creepy feeling every yeah, time. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. So as I stated in the opening, yes, I did episode eleven. Mm-hmm. Nope, I did season eleven, episode one, mm-hmm. Pyramids of Antarctica. Yes. So we open with shot after shot of snow-covered mountains in the shape of pyramids, with the teaser clips of them talking about what's gonna be in the episode. The standard: this person says this, this person says this, this person says this, this person says this. Mm-hmm. Talking about little clips that you'll see throughout the episode. Yes. So we start with talking about pyramids in Antarctica. 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 Weirdly, 
the whole episode wasn't about pyramids of Antarctica. About 10 minutes was about pyramids of Antarctica. Ah. All the rest was about what's in Antarctica. Okay. What could be under the ice is what I meant to say. Mm. Captain America. Snow. Snow was in Antarctica. Case closed. What's your episode? My no. episode. <laughs> so our southernmost continent Antarctica. Wow, that was a lot of words I just mixed together. I want. I'm gonna have a quick cut. <laughs> <laughs> our southernmost continent, Antarctica, stretches for over five million square miles. Mm-hmm. Squared miles. Got it. Average temperatures daily of negative forty nine degrees Fahrenheit. Wind speeds up to 200 miles per hour make it largely untouched by mankind. Keyword, mankind. According to historical records, man didn't land on this iceberg of a continent, continent until 1953. Er, my apologies, 1853. It's all good. 1853. When, oh boy, this guy's name. All right. When Mercator... M-E-R-C-A-T-O-R. Mercator. I had to literally look it up in Google how to even spell it. Damn. To let alone say it. When Mr. Cooper landed on (laughs) what is now known as the Oats Coast of Victoria Land in Antarctica. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, anywhere between 1,000 to 5,000 people live on the research center scattered across the continent. 98%. We're hitting a lot of quick facts about Antarctica people. I guess so. Just bear with me. We'll get there. 98% of Antarctica is covered in ice and the least explored, and it is the least explored continent. The ice in some places is up to three miles thick. We got our first Georgioism. Yeah. You have, you have to imagine, the Sears Tower is a little under a third of a mile tall. That means you can stack nine Sears Towers on top of each other and they would still not reach the top of that ice sheet. Basically, what that means is... <laughs> that was the guy that said it was up to three miles thick. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> yeah. He did that, and then we went to Giorgio. But Giorgio's the man. The other guy, you know, he's Remember the road trip but... episode? <laughs> yeah, I do. I did it. <laughs> I encourage people to watch that one, too. So, most geologists believe that... <laughs> had a stroke. <laughs> Most geologists believe that Antarctica has been frozen in ice and inhabited for nearly 12 million years. In 2012, new photographs revealed formations that may challenge that theory. <laughs> numerous mysterious pyramids. Oh man! Numerous mysterious pyramid formations poking through the now melting ice. Similar to those of Giza and other places around the world today. What I loved about that part is he's the guy that was talking right there said similar to those of Giza, Egypt, mm-hmm. and other places around the world today. I'm uh, like, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. He's like, wait, wait, wait. Giza's in Egypt, first off. <laughs> yep. Giza, Egypt, and other places around the world. Yada, yada, yada. Yada, yada. He yada, yada it. In March of 2013, Joseph White uncovered what he thinks is a pyramid from a satellite image from Google Earth, located just south of Antarctica's remote Shackleton Mountain Range. Oh, Shackleton Expedition. Who's Joseph White? He's just some guy that found a fucking thing. All right. Fantastic. Yeah, he made his appearance. So he traces... No, he's sitting there like I am. His computer's right here. Pretend that this camera's the computer. 
Yeah, you right there. And the image is on that computer while he's talking to the camera that's over there. So now the camera yeah. editor is tracing stuff on this image okay. so that you make sure you can see what the hell he's talking about. Uh, Otherwise, it's like... That classic thing. Okay, I see a, maybe a square. Sure, I can see what you're talking about there, but how did you pick that out of the fucking mountain range? Uh-huh. Anyway, he traces where he sees a square shape that resembles a pyramid looking down from the top. Mm-hmm. They then superimpose a compass on it to show that it is perfectly aligned to the coordinates of southeast, west, the coordinates of northeast, southwest. Okay. <laughs> because random geological lines aren't aligned with compasses, he says. I mean, they, statistically, probably some of them. Right. Are. I'm not. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm saying he says. I'm I, not. I'm a, I, not I know, for me. Yeah. I yeah, know. Yeah, I'm okay. not calling you. Hey. <laughs> Um, they then superimpose the outline of a pyramid mm-hmm. on the satellite image to really drill the point home. Yeah. He says the structure is exactly two two kilometers squared, mm-hmm. which would make it more than double the size of any pyramid found on Earth, which is kind of confusing because I thought Antarctica was Earth. <laughs> <laughs> that was my little Lenin tweet style Wait, note. Say that again. He says the structure is exactly two kilometers squared. Yes. Which would make it more than double the size of any pyramid found on Earth. And my note in tweet style was, which is confusing as I thought Antarctica was on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. <you. laughs> Therefore, it would still be on Earth. Exactly. Right. Any other pyramid found on Earth would make sense. Yes. Anyways, little semantics there that I thought little was bit, funny. A little bit of it. We get a montage of hidden pyramids from around the world that were mistaken for natural formations or just hidden. Hidden in the plains of northern Peru, buried beneath dirt and rubble in Indonesia. And there's even one that may exist in Los Angeles, California. <gasps> Could it? Nope. Is it possible? <laughs> we're just going to reword it. <laughs> they say we should open our minds to the possibility that Things may not, not be the <laughs> possibility that there may have been habitation and lost civilizations on Antarctica or even ancient aliens. Oh. Uh, they then go into the theory that pyramids are power generators. Now, it's something we will get into on pyramids episode whenever we discuss that. Mm-hmm. But a little, little or summary in summation. <laughs> If you strategically place these pyramids around the globe, you then have what is basically a wireless transmission of energy. It has been long speculated that ancient aliens could have used this interconnected wireless energy system to navigate around the planets. It makes sense that they would also have pyramids in Antarctica. I think I've heard this one before. (laughs) Yeah, you have? (laughs) Where? Many different times. Yeah. Guess what we have now. I'm I'm excited. Giorgio is. Eh, there he is. The whole idea of these pyramids structure. <clears throat> the whole idea of these pyramid structures. Where, where did they come from? These structures exist worldwide, so that's the origin. And did they originate in Antarctica? Did he speak in riddles, or did I just go stroked out when I fucking wrote that? A uh, little bit of riddling. Ah, yeah, riddling. I need that. <laughs> 
500-year-old map of Antarctica is where we go next. They tease that, but they take 20 years to get to it. <laughs> yeah. In Siberia, okay. in 2013, they discovered a woolly mammoth flash frozen in the ice. Frozen so quickly that the blood and muscle tissues were well-preserved. This is one of dozens found flash frozen in the Siberian ice since the turn of the century. Mm -hmm. Many seemingly caught in suspended animation with food and vegetation in their bellies or in their mouths. That would have not grown. That would have only grown in a warmer climate. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Things that make you say, hmm. I have one of those in mind. Do you? Yeah. I like it. Things that make you say, hmm. <laughs> this brings up the question, how quickly climate, how quickly climates can change. Yes. And does it take some sort of sudden unexpected cataclysm? Now, there is... Back in the Atlantis video, we talked about Charles Hapgood's book. Yes. Earth's Shifting Crust. Yes. They bring it up in this one. Oh. Um, I tried oh. to summarize as much as I could so okay. that it wasn't a big portion because we already talked about it. Yes. Go back to Atlantis. Check it out if you want to. That is episode 41. 41. I think. I 40 was it. Randy. Yeah. Yeah, the Yeti. I loved it. <laughs> check that one out too. Um, check them all. So, as I was saying, we then are taken to 1958 in Charles Hapgood's book, Earth Shifting Crust, where he proposed the proportions, nope, not the proportions, but that portions of the Earth's crust experience sudden and violent shifts called crust displacement mm -hmm. in Earth's history. Mm -hmm. His theory is positive. His theory is positive that Siberia and Antarctica were in a more temperate, sorry, more temperate climate. Okay. Approximately 12,000 years ago. Then some unknown some unknown catastrophe plunged them into their known positions. Mm -hmm. He thinks the previous location of Antarctica was near the Hudson Bay, and then it shifted to where it is today. And it went from a warmer climate to an icy tundra, to the icy tundra it is today. He thinks this happened around 12,000 years ago. <sighs> they drilled home 12,000 years ago. I'm sorry. Yeah. They um, really did, though. Yeah, talk, talk to me. They think it's. They think it was over by Hudson Bay. They think it was near the Hudson Bay. Interesting. Uh, secondly, I guess my my next point I was going to say isn't going to track. Point or question? No point about it not being in a warmer climate twelve thousand years ago. But now, but I just proved myself wrong. Oh, okay. I'm going to sound like an idiot if I say it, so I'm not going to say it. All right. Well, well, we don't want you to sound like an idiot. That's my job. I know. <laughs> To make me sound like an idiot. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Go ahead. He theorized that these crustal shifts could happen in a period of days, meaning the climate would experience a sudden and extreme change. That would be extreme, all right. It would be. But and that would also explain why the woolly mammoth was kind of flash frozen with fucking food in his mouth. Yes. So could other things. I don't know what, because I'm not a scientist, but I'm sure other things could. Sure. On a side note. Side it. If you give me some pizza, yeah, I'll make a crustal shift. <laughs> didn't land. Mm -mm. It did, but I was itching my ear and I didn't want <laughs> I to put the camera on me. <laughs> <laughs> if I made any kind of noise, I'd have to camera it to me and then I'd be itching my ear. Like, Fucking video guy. Couldn't make some magic. No, I'm just kidding. I try to make magic happen. You make magic. <laughs> In 1960, hap dog. <laughs> <laughs> I went dyslexic. <laughs> hap dog. <laughs> Come get your hat dogs here. <laughs> In 
H-A-P-D-O-O-G. They're not nearly as successful as the hot dog. <laughs> right. Hap dog. <laughs> <laughs> In 1960, Hapgood uncovered a map made in 1531 okay. by Aridus Ar- 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 Phineas that showed Antarctica's land ice-free. Oh, it's not 12,000 years ago. <laughs> it's not. It wasn't until 1820, which is 300 years later for you mathematicians, until we had an idea what Antarctica looked like. Okay. And that's with the ice on it. How the hell is that map possible? My, qu- My question was. <laughs> the map doesn't only show what Antarctica looks like ice-free. Uh-huh. But also, interior features like rivers, valleys, mountains, and they're all in the correct location of what we can see today. I'm sorry. Just real quick for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Phineas map. You already knew. I do. P-H-I-N-E-A-S. Like Phineas and Ferb. Hey, Phineas and Ferb right there. Yeah. Phineas map. Yes, sir. And French I- mathematician. Phineas. Yes, sir. God, I found it. I'm going to do some looking while you're doing some yep, talking. Absolutely. You and the listeners will do looking. This is confirmed by radar image from NASA that show mountain ranges, and you can see a mountain range with the radar image that is in the exact location as the Phineas map. 6,000 years ago was the last time these mountain ranges would have been visible. Mm -hmm. Did he have an older map that he copied this from? United States Air Force cartographers examined the map and concluded it was drawn with remarkable accuracy and with advanced spherical trigonometry. So it oh. is remarkably accurate and has land masses, or land masses, but... Uh, the land below the ice. Landmarks? Landmarks. Yes. And the exact space, place where they should be, which is incredible. It is. In 1531. Yes. Um, was it... I think... We talked about this on an episode. Now, I'm sorry, I don't know if it was you and I or if it was the episode that Orion was on. Mm-hmm. But the fact that some of these old explorers were able to map coastlines right. so accurately. That is impressive. But at least it's, it's pretty a wild. coastline. We're talking yeah. about two to three miles of ice. That was where and I was you going. somehow. That's where oh, I was going sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. I jumped the gun. It's okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what I was saying, yes. The fact that they were able to do that blows my mind and was impressive <laughs> as hell. Um, because I think the example I said was is that you could throw me in a fucking creek and I would struggle to map the exact uh, yeah. outline. Let alone that where you can't see the fucking land underneath because it's buried in ice. So that's where I was going with that. I agree. Pretty wild. It is. Uh, another Georgioism. Okay. And oh? he kind of says something that is very intriguing. Like he normally does. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like he normally does. <laughs> Don't build it up. Josh, just see it. <laughs> Say it. Was advanced radar used? <laughs> oh, boy. That got interesting. <laughs> Immediately off the bat. <laughs> what? Immediately off the bat what? I'm just saying, immediately going to radar. Oh, gotcha. Was advanced radar used because... Uh, I wrote this word for word, but he must have had pauses in there that I'm not thinking Most of. Likely. You know he does. Yeah. Was advanced radar used? Because to draw the features that are on the map accurately, you'd have to be at a height of 80 miles. 
So how was that possible? Was it based on maps that were cartographed by extraterrestrial land surveyors? He always goes to like the seems extreme. reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that. Yep, that's it's those guys. That's yeah. That's the only way. I like it. Egyptian story of Earth's altering catastrophe. Earth altering catastrophe. Okay, not Earth. There's no. There's not plural. Let me it's guess. Not plural. Yeah, twelve thousand years ago. EDFU temple dating back to two hundred and thirty-seven BC, Egypt. Is full of texts. I wrote. It's full of text. Fantastic. It's on the walls, chambers, and columns. They really make that a point. Okay. Most- LOL. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Most of these texts talk about the creation of Earth. It talks about two gods coming down from the sky and establish- first establishing a place known as the Island of the Egg. Okay. Now, if you go back to Flatwoods Monster, yes, is our egg buddy there? We'll talk about that in a second because it comes down later. I was putting connections that weren't there together, and now I'll. He's read like, them I too. remember egg. <laughs> <laughs> there were three groups of people: the sages, the builders, and the less talked about and less known about. Shebtiu, S H E B T I U. They, it was written on the screen. I can't remember how they said it. Yes. The Shibitu were said to come from the water. Oh. Yeah, water. Avatar, the way of the water. Yeah. Which they, they tie in later in the... But anyways. Okay. After these guys finished, they would hop in their metal birds and fly away. After they finished what? Uh, creating the island of the egg. Okay. Yeah, island of the egg. I remembered it right. <laughs> Woo! Uh, they would hop in their flying birds and fly away. Metal birds and fly away. Egyptians believe that everything on these walls in this temple, Idfu temple, uh, were true. Uh, obviously, they fucking wrote them. Yes. Can you do me a favor? Yeah. Can you keep that little nugget about hopping in the flying birds in your mind for my episode? I always keep Call it back, mind. all you listeners. Call back. And the egg. Fast forward. Flip it. Reverse it. And according to the text, not all the occupants left. After many generations, the island suffered a terrible fate. There seems to be a war going on between a fival god and a serpent. Now, to be fair, this was at 11.30 last night I was watching this. Yeah. Because that's it, when I had the time to. Yep. So they could have said a rival god, but I heard fival god. <laughs> and I'm not quite sure which. So I wrote it. Fival God. Hey, um, <laughs> Fival goes west. <laughs> I was gonna say, isn't that? <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, the you cartoon and I used I was to watch up. that when yeah, we were kids. I love Fival. Fival goes west, and it doesn't matter. Anyways, so we're I'm gonna... tying it in. I have an American West yeah. one. <laughs> everything, everything. I have an egg. I got flying birds. I got fucking. Woo! We got it all. And. The Flatwoods Monster had an egg spaceship. From last week. Definitely not today. (laughs) And theoretically was a reptilian. So, as I was saying, there seems to be a war going on between a rival or rival god and a serpent or the enemy snake, as they called it. Dope. Yeah. The... the great, yeah. the great leaping one is also what it was called. Oh, sweet. Frogger's right? there. Rival snake or the great leaping one? <laughs> Frogger. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, this snake appeared, and there were floods that destroyed the island. Okay. 
When the water receded, the ancient ones, a.k.a. elder ones, were now gone. Perhaps the enemy snakes were comets or comets that came down causing destruction. I'm not laughing. They were the they were the comments we comments we get on our Facebook sometimes. Ah, distractions. Yeah, yeah like our ads are uh, our spam. <laughs> not spam. Our ads are scams. I'm yeah. Like, but I didn't tell you about that one, did I? Yeah, you said. I did. I sent it to you. I yeah. did. Did I send you my response? I think before so. I deleted it. I think so. Hit his or blocked him. Yeah, you told me you're gonna let the let it sit for five minutes yeah. so you could read it. Yep. <laughs> Fucking dipshit. It's a goddamn podcast. Just listen or watch or ignore it. Don't have to say it's a scam. We're not trying to make you buy anything. But now it's we're giving on you the, a free service. Now that we're on the top of buying something, all right, go down to the link. Hit our Patreon. It's only five dollar and ten dollars tier. If this says fifteen right now, that's getting cut and put down to ten right now. It's it's semantics. Giving you value for the money. There's certain things we can't do right now that are in the works. Fifteen will open up someday again. Yeah. But go down there, hit, get some bonus episodes, get early episodes, get the videos on Saturday instead of on uh, Fridays, which sounds weird, but flip that, you know, Saturday before the Friday. Wow, my arm looked bigger than that camera. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Kidding. Anyways, um, probably we'll just move on now. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be said, it's not getting cut, but we're moving on. <laughs> yeah. The Phineas map shows a shift of the South Pole of 7.5 degrees okay. or a thousand miles of what it is, of where it is today. Mm-hmm. Does this corroborate? He said it right. Ah, the catastrophe theory. This would have destroyed the civilizations, civilization that lived there and covered all the buildings and structures and mm-hmm. in ice. Atlantis's account of Plato. You see what I just messed up there? Atlantis's account of Plato? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Flip that. Reverse it. And squirt it. By the way, if you're just uh, you're noticing. <laughs> if you're just tuning in. <laughs> if you're just noticing, all of a sudden I have this cam back. There was a slight error when we looked up the map. And my camera was just taken away. No, we. I fucked it up. My mistake. I'll own up to it. No, 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 no. It's okay. That, glad we have two cameras now. Yes. Otherwise, we would have lost all that. Yeah. So, luckily, it was my account. So welcome too, back. <laughs> welcome back. Right here. We're right here, guys. All right? Hey, hey, hey. My eyes are up here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyways. That'd be so cool. <laughs> um, Atlantis' account by Plato. Yes. By Plato. I know I said it right. By Plato. So... Well, okay. Okay, yeah, so, you said it right. Pla- okay, it right. what I'm trying to say is Plato said it was an island in the Atlantic Ocean yes. that's this large, blah, blah, blah. This fits Antarctica mm-hmm. if this theory of crustal displacement turns out to be something true, c- catastrophe that shifted the crust and turned it on its axis by 7.5 degrees. Yes. That would make that a possible mm-hmm. theory. Real quick, I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt, because um, I know that this isn't a... Never apologize, I interrupt you all the time. I know, this isn't a discussion-type episode, but I'm discussing something Go with ahead, you about talk this. Talk um, me it. I'll talk it. <laughs> talk it, talk it. Um, are you familiar with the Younger Dryas impact theory? I think we've talked about it a little bit. I've heard of it, yeah. Okay. Um, Not 100% familiar, but yeah. 
Okay, so there's a theory that um, 12,500 to 13,000. Around right. 12,500 years ago, there's a theory that there was an impact event that happened and it caused global flooding. Mm-hmm. And yep. they cite many civilizations have um, stories of a, of a great flood. Yes in their past and they think that there was an advanced civilization before us makes sense that was taken out by this impact event mm-hmm. and flooded many or most of the earth yeah um so it's kind of funny that or it's kind of coincidental thank you that during this time they're thinking that there was some kind of massive event that to be fair not they it just happened good i'm sorry yes and some people thank that you. follow his yes thank you that's what i meant to say um, and einstein he wrote the forward if you remember he mm-hmm. believed in his theory mm-hmm um, so yes, the Younger Driest Impact Theory. Um, there's an episode of Joe Rogan where the couple guys that are um, that do a lot of the research on it, they talk about mm-hmm. it, um, and it's not like a it's not like a religious thing. Mm-hmm. Other, they use it as evidence that many of these books have. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's just something no, I got thinking in. about. That's pretty cool. As soon as you said that, twelve thousand years ago, I'm like, man, multiple wow. times. I told you they were drilling that home. Exactly. So go ahead, sir. Absolutely. I don't know. I like. Thank you for the uh, insight. Uh, so. We then come back from a commercial break after teasing Nazis and their involvement in Nazis. <laughs> Antarctica. Yes, they went to Antarctica. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe, you know, I think sometime we should do a whole episode because there's a lot of interesting stuff that they said. I kind of cut most of it out so we don't have a six hour episode. Sorry. Are you telling me we're going to get a history episode again? I would love to talk about how the Nazis. <sighs> let me get rid of this. How the Nazis a rubber band for my cable for our thing. Oh, okay. anyways, how the Nazis believed in all this stuff and they actually had a dedicated, which I'm going to talk about, group mm-hmm. that supposedly could communicate with the ancient with the ancient aliens. I'm talking to fucking communicate with the extraterrestrials, and that's how they found out about Antarctica, which I'm about to talk about, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth, and all this other stuff that they went on to search for extraterrestrial style type mystical. Yeah. Dude, they were big. artifacts. They were big into the occult, and I think that would be a cool episode, um, future and down the line. Yeah. And if you guys think so too, uh, let us know because uh, I, I don't know. I just found it interesting. So yes. let's get into what I, not I discovered. They, sh- they actually believe that the Aryan race was descended from. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. They, they mentioned that. I didn't really talk about it because. Again, I figured. It's not the episode. Well, no, I figured we could do a whole. It's like touching on topics. Definitely that we can. Could. So, I'm all for that. Unless the viewers say no, we don't want to hear that. I think we should do it. Then don't listen to that episode. <laughs> Just kidding. Wow, Jesus Christ! Um, <laughs> <laughs> so four years into Hitler's reign, mm-hmm. and on the brink of World War II. Yes. Hitler is committing every resource to searching for ancient. Relics that he believes could hold powers. Mm-hmm. On December 17th, in Germany, not in Germany, I'm sorry, a German freighter okay. sets out. They didn't give a year. I apologize. That's okay. why I was looking anywhere for a year. There was no year. Okay. Four years into Hitler's reign, mm-hmm. on December 17th, a German freighter sets out on one of these missions, mm-hmm. carrying scientists, military experts, Construction workers and the aforementioned, the aforementioned, the aforementioned Thule Society. Mm. Did I say that right? Alpha, Alpha, help me out here. Aforementioned. Aforementioned. Not Af- Afro. Not or, Afro. Or aforementioned. 
not Giorgio Fro, aforementioned Thule Society. The Thule Society is the elite group associated with the Nazi party that focused on myth, mystical, mysticism and the occult, heading to Antarctica. Mm-hmm. They all got on a boat and they said, let's go. My question I kind of had was, why is military going with them and all that stuff? Never know what you're going to encounter out there. But that'll come up a little later, too, in the American account. Oh, oh little teaser. Is this camera working still? Can I look at it? Yeah, now it is. <laughs> During their time in Antarctica, the Nazis were said to have mapped much of the icy landscape mm-hmm. by air. Ancient astronauts believe they also established an underground headquarters known as Base 211. Mm. Damn, I was hoping you do that. I, I feel like I did. <clears throat> so... There's some quote. I never wrote his name again. I told you this was like 11.45 at this point at night. That's great. What the Germans found were massive cities that were highly technological. These cities weren't just on the surface, but also deep underground. Subterranean. Yes, sir. Sub-Iceranian. I don't know. I'd try to make a word up. (laughs) Beautiful. So they started relocating a massive amount of equipment and personnel, personnel to Antarctica repressurizing these ancient facilities mm-hmm. and reoccupying them. Mm. Now we flash forward to one year after World War II. Okay. 1946. The U.S. launched its own mission to Antarctica. Mm-hmm. Chaos ensued. Okay. It was called Operation High Jump, which deployed 47,000 troops, 13 ships, and a number of planes to Antarctica. One of these operations, one of the, one of this operation's agenda, was to expand the U.S. sovereignty over the largest practical area of the largest continent on Earth. Mm-hmm. Now, the expedition, the uh, <laughs> Jesus, the expedition ended early, and there were stories about why. Okay, crafts. Yep, crafts. Crafts coming out of the water, as well as saucer-type vehicles flying around. They were shooting them with some sort of beam, some sort of laser beam, okay. according to the little uh, graphic they had, <laughs> cutting yeah. ships in half, oh, shit. shooting down planes, and traveling so fast that it was impossible to reference where the crafts were coming from and where they were going. Hmm. Incredible. Kind of hostile there. In yeah, straight up, isn't it? Fucking battle. My question... Battle of Antarctica. My question would be, uh, were they, like, threatening? Like, was the U.S. government... Maybe it was like, defense. Exactly. Were they... Like, everything's one-sided right now. We don't know their story. Were they being threatened? We also would never know if the Nazis had a similar encounter, you know? Also don't know if the Nazis inhabited some bases, acquired that technology, and that was them attacking. Exactly. All speculation, all... Put your tinfoil hat on. Type All stuff. throwing but, shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. None of it. Well, that cheerleading trophy did. So, does the U.S. government know that there is some sort of civilization frozen underneath the ice? Maybe. Also, why are they deploying forty-seven thousand troops, thirteen battleships, and a number of weaponized planes to go explore a continent that theoretically? Has nothing on it to fear. Got to go stomp out the rest of them Nazis. Hey, you know it, baby. 
Now we are transported to Lake Vostok, Antarctica. Mm. This is a fun one. And I it's another one I would love to do an episode on. Okay. Maybe we just make an Antarctica episode minus the Nazi stuff. Is this is this is in Antarctica? This is all this is Antarctica. Another is, lake we should do an episode on is Lake Baikal. What's that? In Russia. Okay. They see um, UFOs come flying out of it all the fucking we time. We are just spitballing we episodes. We fucking love weird lakes. <laughs> we love lakes and boats, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lake Vostok, Antarctica. Okay. Bur- buried. It was buried in a scurried. Oh. Buried under two miles of ice. Yeah. It is a roughly, or about, kind of like, maybe around 48,000 square foot body of water. The largest on the continent. Okay. The continent has nearly 400 lakes that are completely covered by ice. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool because they're not frozen. They're covered by ice. On top. Ice is an insulation. Talk about the emos. Oh. Eskimos. <laughs> the emos. <laughs> I think there's another name for them, and I couldn't think of it, and it came out Eskimos. Ah, oh, it doesn't matter. Inuits? Thank you. Inuits. Talk about the Inuits. Okay. Wow. <laughs> we went on a journey, and now we're back to 2001. Space Odyssey. (laughs) 2001. Pilots collecting data were recording unusual and extremely irregularities in the magnetic field at the southeastern corner of that lake. Dope. This area was producing an unusually high amount of magnetic energy, Mm -hmm. roughly 50 miles in diameter, and it is comparable to the magnetic energy produced by a large city. Sweet. Sweet. Mm-hmm. This large city produces <laughs> magnetic energy? I think it's just the power grid or something. That's, I have no clue. Well, there is EMF that is That's electromagnetic field that's given off by electricity, but... Hmm. I'm just going by what they say. I'm I know you are. I'm just man. analyzing it myself. So, Why they... The huh? Why don't you have the answers I'm asking? Fucking shove it. <laughs> they also picked up other smaller magnetic anomalies that were moving from one place to another, unable to determine the cause of these phenomena. The NSA has now put a blanket over this area for any further research, and it is a no-go area. Mm. So whatever the fuck is there, not going to find out now. I love... Well, unless you're in the government. So there are seven countries that have claimed territory on Antarctica... Uh-huh. And yet it remains to be one of the most restricted areas on our planet. It's wild. 68 bases that require special status to enter, manned by not only scientists, but military personnel. Why so is that? weird. Why do you need the military there? For everybody, that's the chair in the background. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Um, yeah, why? Yeah. Like Everything is so... Military, like, why is it so restricted to go there? Yeah. I don't know, whatever. Questions that we hopefully will answer someday when the ice melts. Yeah, because we fucked our planet. They talk about the ice melting. It's kind of more of an illusion. We'll get there. It's not okay. an illusion. It is melting. But it's not as bad as what people think. Okay. And actually, most of Antarctica is doing the opposite. It's actually <laughs> growing. So, seven countries have claimed territory. Nope, I said that. In January of 2015, a U.S. Navy flight engineer who served in Antarctica for 14 years Mm -hmm. came forward and emailed Lyndon Moulton Howe. 
Linda. Yep, Linda. I think I always say Linda, don't I? <laughs> Linda Moulton. Now I even wrote it Linda. <laughs> so Linda. <laughs> I think it's the Moulton that mixes it with the Linden, the Linda, and so it's just fucked. <laughs> we got fucked there. So he served from 1983 to 1999. Yes. Nope. He served from 1983 to 1997. I hit things. It's all good. He was in all kinds of missions that included rescuing people. Or, as my note says, included reducing people. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> a bit different. He was supposed to be rescuing. All these trips were routine until suddenly one thing after another occurred. As they do. <laughs> that was unexplainable. Okay. During one mission, the whole crew saw a bunch, a whole bunch. That's a lot of holes, Josh. <laughs> During one mission, the whole crew saw a bunch of silver darting flying objects. Okay. They were going from mountaintop to mountaintop, and then they all of a sudden took off. This happened over and over after a couple of days, or mm-hmm. over, over, for multiple days. Sure. Wasn't just once. Another time. They had an assignment. It was a medical emergency, and they had, and they, it was a medical emergency, and they discussed it and made the decision to go through the no-fly zone yeah. because it was a medical emergency. Okay. To the no-fly zone, not the one that I just talked about. Yeah. A new one. Another one, you say. They saw a giant hole in the ice, like a huge entrance to a cave slanting mm-hmm. downward mm-hmm. at least 200 feet in diameter. They experienced magnetic anomalies. Instruments were malfunctioning. Loss of electricity. And he concluded that it was because of the hole. So once they got past the hole, they stopped doing that. Does that remind you of any place else on Earth? All those symptoms? Uh, Yes. Where? Tell me it. But I can't remember. Okay, it's it's in the shape of a triangle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's That's by it Bermuda. That's what it was. Yeah, no. Just like Bermuda Triangle. It does sound just like Bermuda Triangle, as I said. Yeah. So there was <laughs> there was a fuzzy. Sorry. After they completed the recovery, they were all chewed out and and told never to fly over the hole again. And never to discuss what they had saw with anyone. Get out of the hole! <laughs> Fucking Randy was in there. A large size ant, Randy. It's like King Kong, Randy. Just a big arm. He loves his holes. <laughs> it's not grabbing, it's just handing up a business yeah. card. <laughs> Anyways, they were told this by men in suits... Appearing to be from Washington, D.C. They were not from the base. Yeah, it's going to be cold with just the suit on there, dog. Well, they were probably indoors. We're just standing outside like re- idiots. <laughs> oh, Like idiots. <laughs> they weren't just standing outside like idiots. Yeah, that's true. Idiots, though, nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> idiots, yeah. Idiots. <laughs> Famous polar explorer. Admiral Richard Byrd, or Dick Byrd, as I call him, famously famously reported seeing a massive entrance in, massive entrance in the underground world. To the underground world. Thank you. You're welcome. God, I was struggling there. Yeah. 
to <laughs> the underground world uh, in 1947. Okay. Expedition. In his 1947 expedition to the South Pole. Guys, I told you, it was really late at this point. I'm missing word at after word. At this point, we got to be at like 1215. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. There's a lot of pausing and like, oh, what is there? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not kidding when I say I had to rewatch simple sentences <laughs> I did that over too. and over. I'm like, I don't know what this says. <laughs> I've gone cross-eyed. So the famous explorer, polar explorer, Admiral Richard Bird, Dick Bird, famously reported seeing a massive entrance to an underground world in his 1947 expedition to the South Pole. Mm -hmm. He said it went deep inside the Earth and that it was ice-free. It's the inner Earth. Inhabited by various sorts of aliens. And when he returned to the U.S., he was questioned heavily about his statements and he was allegedly told to stop talking about this and never mention it again. Because mm-hmm. you look crazy, sir. Stop. You're the admiral. You're leading people. You admiral. Can't. Admiral. <laughs> oh, stop. What are you doing? I got to keep reading. <laughs> I wonder what the fuck just happened. <laughs> I got distracted like I do. Yeah. <laughs> I just went to my own world. <laughs> oh, God. Is the U.S. government covering up an extraterrestrial presence in Antarctica? If yes. so, could they be the same beings that once occupied the continent thousands of years ago? Ancient astronaut theorists believe the truth may be revealed when the ice melts. Okay. October 15, 2015. That's when it's melting? October 2015. Scientists at NASA revealed that despite thinking otherwise for so long, the ice in Antarctica is actually growing at a rate of 82 billion tons of ice per year. Really? At the same time, glaciers along the western front of Antarctica continue to melt, and that's where you yeah. see all those videos of the glaciers melting that, into the that ocean. That one just broke in half. I think it was the size of London or something like that. Yeah. Or No, it might have been the, it was the UK. Maybe it was the UK. There was a giant one that just broke I off. I believe it, yeah. Broke free, yeah. So, that's all happening on the western front, apparently. Meanwhile, the snow and everything is still making Antarctica grow. Hmm. I'm not a scientist. I didn't fact check this. I just went off the damn 1230 Yeah, guys, he's not scientist. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't scientist, dog. Uh, (laughs) So, it's growing by 82 billion tons of ice per year. That's a lot of ice. It's a lot of ice. Yeah. At the same time, glaciers along the... (laughs) Nope! Son of a bitch. Since 2009, as much as 60 cubic kilometers of ice is melting each year on the western front. Got it. So we're growing at 82 billion, but 60 cubic kilometers of ice is melting. I don't know the math there. I don't know how much that is. I just gave you some math and words. Okay. Let's close this shit out. We're going to close it out with a Georgioism too, but not perfect. Why is the ice here melting? Why is the ice on the western side of Antarctica melting, but growing everywhere else? Is it from extraterrestrial cities beneath the ice that is, that as they grow and are powered up, create heat that is melting the ice from above? I had to put a lot of words together right there. That mm. Yeah, Georgiaism, final one okay. of my show episode. If so, that would mean... It had to happen before the last ice age. So who knows? 
what we would find underneath there. Perhaps a lost civilization, maybe tools in which these civilizations were built. Episode ends with standard speculatory questions and the what-ifs that the Ancient Aliens episodes are known for. Beautiful. Yeah. As you can see as I went on, it got fucking late at night, and I was like... I was having trouble. <laughs> I was having trouble. I'm not going to lie. I was struggling. <laughs> I was struggling. And then I, after that, I lay in bed and I'm wide the fuck awake thinking about, oh, shit, I can do, we can do this for our, our merchandise store. And, and you all should go check that out because hopefully by now it's, it's up and running. It's live. I'm hoping. If it's not, well. What? Lennon died. <laughs> no. No, Lennon didn't die. But Lennon. <laughs> I threw it to you. Sorry. Sorry. I had to try to make the defense come off sides, you know? <laughs> I wish I had 25 more seconds of that. Oh, my God. That was so good. <laughs> so good. The defense, had, they didn't jump, so I had to hike the ball. I oh, threw it to you. fuck. So it's all on you, Biddy. I missed it, but I will pick it up for a interception. <laughs> I know that's not right. <clears throat> all right, folks. Yeah, talk it. Let's, Let's dive into Season 3, Episode 1, Woo. Aliens in the Old West. Um, as you can imagine, yeah, it's about cowboys and aliens. All right. Yeehaw. Now, as we open up, it's not just about cowboys and aliens. We open with a clip from the 2011 smash hit movie, Cowboys, cowboys and, and Aliens, <laughs> starring Harrison Ford and Daniel Craig, amongst others. Um, no, no, those are the only two pertinent ones. Olivia Wilde. Oh, yes. I'm not going to say what I want to say because, well, people watch this. All right. The clip. I bet you she's wild in bed. Wow, I said it. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, long clip uh, mm-hmm. is then followed up with a brief synopsis of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's also uh, just followed up with the narrator praising the hell out of the directors and everything. And I wrote in here. Is this episode just a trailer for the movie? Yeah. Uh, the narrator praises the Mastercraft blending of storytelling and visuals by directors and producers yeah, for absolutely. a little too long. Hey. Um, so it, rocks off. it inspired me to go do the research. Uh, the episode of Ancient Aliens, this particular one, aired on July 28th of 2011. Cowboys and Aliens was released in theaters on July 29th, 2011. <laughs> Oh, I wonder if that was <laughs> a paid advertisement for the fucking movie. Seriously. Uh, so the first five minutes of the episode and the last five minutes of the episode are pretty much trailers. the trailers. <laughs> oh, perfect, perfect. Yeah. Uh, the pr- praise concludes the with prick. the prick. Na- the prick. The praise concludes with the narrator saying that some believe this story may have real-world roots. Possible. No. Um, there is some really cool shit in this episode, though. All right. All right. All right. We uh, start in Aurora, Texas. Oh, hi, Aurora. <laughs> we find her. I hope she's not watching this. <laughs> well, we have issues. Um, we find ourselves being led through a cemetery in Aurora, talking about all the various headstones, but reminded that there is an odd thing about this place, as there is one body that has no marker. Texas two-step. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> the only man to walk like Sorry. a galloping horse I on two legs. I meant to say Tony Texas two step. Uh, Tony two step. Jesus oh Christ! I can't even say it. Why am I saying Texas? Tony two step. Oh Not to be confused with Tony two nuts. <laughs> this name's just Tony. 
Um, the Aurora Cemetery oh. in Texas yeah. was founded in 1861 before mm. the Civil War, says Jim Mars. Oh, Jim, I love that guy. Yeah. The he, fuck is that? He, Jim Mars. <laughs> he Jim Morris? Not Jim Morrison. Oh, oh, okay. I got excited. I was like, I thought he was dead. Jim Mars with two R's, like the planet, but with one R. But this one has two. Okay. All right. I like it. That's a lot of R's. He describes Rrr. He describes why the cemetery is so notable. Legend says, this is pretty interesting. You'll like this. I like it already. Legend says that in April of 1897, a spaceship crashed into a windmill at a local judge's property, and the pilot was killed in the crash and was buried in the cemetery. Ooh, I like yes. this. Oh, we talk about it. Craft, what? Oh, was it this guy? Not yet. Children's. <laughs> the craft explained. Oh, papa. Oh, papa. A lot of jiggling. Sorry, guys. We were stomping. Oh, the crash. No, still not right. <laughs> The craft crashed. Wait, how late were you doing this research? Uh, about 10, 11 o'clock. Oh, okay. Well, it's explainable. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the craft crashed <clears throat> with an explosion Boom. and plummeted to earth in a fireball. <clears throat> a reporter no. showed up and described seeing a debris field and a success. But, bye, bye. It's a success. <laughs> it's crashed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that one crashed really good. We should try this one next. Oh, maybe in the future they'll use this to get to the moon. <laughs> yeah. It's a successful Fallback. crash. Episode six, the moon episode. Yes. Tons of crashes before we actually landed. So the reporter showed up and described a debris field and a supposed mm-hmm. pilot from another planet. He was deceased. Um, I would hope so after a fiery crash. Yeah. The pilot was given a Christian burial and put in an unmarked. It's not unmarked because it was marked and was put into a small grave that mm. was marked. His name was Mark. Yeah, Mark the Marcuson. Marking Pilot. <laughs> Mark the Martian. Mark the Martian. <laughs> Martinson. <laughs> Marcus. Also, right. apparently local law enforcement arrived on the scene and cleared the wreck with none of it to be seen or heard from again. Never saw it. So back in 1897, they were still doing this cover-up shit. Really? Supposedly. 1897. Yes. Or supposedly, some say that the judge buried the wreck, some of the debris, at the bottom of a deep well on his property. Now, this legend uh, kind of faded throughout existence, or through time, the ages. Throughout existence. Throughout existence. Um, There was uh, the grave in the Aurora Cemetery that people knew, and then people must have forgot about over time, but knew the legend. Um, But it wasn't until 1945. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When a man named Brawley Oates... Which, Fucking love that name. Right? Brawley Oates. <laughs> ...moved onto the property and began clearing the well of the uh, well of debris. Mm. Now, I don't know if this was done as he knew of the legend yeah. or whether he needed the water out of the well and it was just clogged. Yeah. But um, just filled with the Swedish shoes. <laughs> um, but sooner or later after... Sooner or later after, never specified when... <clears throat> Uh, he developed developed a severe case of arthritis and blamed the contaminated water from the well due to the debris from the ship. Sorry, guys. That's not how arthritis works. Um, they showed a picture of him. Uh, no, yeah, he was... Right? He was... Yeah, had some Bad. issues. Um, so they never said how long after he developed it. 
whether it was a day, a week, or 75 years. Right. But nonetheless, he had some severe arthritis. Most likely like 50 fucking years later, and that's why they didn't mention it. Probably. Um, but he blamed the contaminated water from the well. Um, the well was eventually cemented over by descendants of his. Good. Never to be accessed again. Lest everyone else get arthritis. No um, arthritis. The incident started to stir the pot on, Aurora, on the Aurora incident and bring it back to light. And researchers wanted to exhume the body to study it. Jim Mars, I wrote. Jim Mars? I accidentally put a few J's in there. Jim Mars begins to show and tell us that he is one of the few people who remembers where the stone in the grave is located before he before it vanished because he once saw it. Now, the headstone was disappeared. The headstone... Um, disappeared mm-hmm. and so he claims that he was saw it before it, it disappeared he gotcha. knows where it is so he's showing us where where it's located um he says that supposedly ground penetrating radar was done in the past and proved there's in fact proved there was in fact a small grave there okay a small well, there you grave. go um modern small research grave, like a gray alien grave most possibly most possibly. Uh, most possibly. Oh, most possibly. <laughs> oh, so sorry. Modern research, yes, though, has brought up inconclusive evidence. Of course, always. Uh, we are then transmitted to Adams County, Ohio. You know, it's in Adams County, Ohio. We yeah. Tory. Sure. I don't know. What's in Adams County, Ohio? Uh, we get a brief explanation of the Ohio Territory given to how it was given to the Revolutionary War vets by George Washington. Ah, following the war. Oh, wooden teeth again. No wooden teeth. I know. We discussed this last episode. I know. Hold on. Now i got to look it up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Uh, on these lands, the new owners discovered many Native American burial sites, mm. including whatever the fuck Serpent Mound is. We're talking about Serpent Mound. Sweet. We are now discussing Serpent Mound, I wrote. So <laughs> Serpent Mound is being compared to the Nazca Lines. Both formations sure. seem to be meant to be viewed from the sky as yes. it's a geoglyph. They both are geoglyphs. Yeah. Uh, actually, is that petroglyph? Nope, geoglyph. I'm correct. Um, the narrator. <laughs> is it a geoglyph or petroglyph? No, it's a geoglyph. I'm correct. <laughs> Sorry. Either way, you would have been correct and wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You weren't yeah, wrong. Yeah, you were yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, the, the narrator and the host are now discussing how peculiar it is yeah. that the Native Americans decided to build on the ed- build Serpent Mound on the edge of a crater mm. because it is built on, on the, the edge, edge of, of a, a crater. crater. Yeah, how peculiar could it be that they do this? It wow. was quite. I yawn like forty times. My eyes are like lily water. I see that. <laughs> oh Lord, it was late night last night. All right? I see that. Uh, was built on the edge of a crater. Oh, it was built on the edge of a crater. Yeah, a meteor crater. It was, it was out there for it. Giorgio makes his appearance to talk about, his first appearance of the episode, to talk Woo! about the magnetic anomalies uh-huh. within the crater. What are they? Um, well, there's magnetic anomalies within. Oh. Also found in the crater is iridium. Oh, iridium. Tuna fish, you say? I did say two fish, fish, but um, iridium is also found within the crater, which they said is not very common to found on Earth. Okay, but well. then they also say that it is used in our spacecraft. I mean, if it came from a comet, comet, not meteor. a comment, meteor. Either fucking way, comets are ice. It didn't come from our fucking Earth. Yeah, they believe that this, yeah. along with the mound and the caves, they f- bring up below it. 
Uh, point to evidence that aliens may have come to this location to mine it of iridium. Okay. All right. This way we don't have much evidence. Yes. Um, the questions about the use of Serpent Mound through yes. either its energy mm. or its resources are right. shown at uh, are thrown at us before telling us answers might be found in a more bizarre American West alien encounter. Fival. Uh, oh, you ready for this one? Um, I did, yeah, let's go. Palmyra, New York, Where's September twenty first, eighteen twenty three. Huh. Immediately, not in the west. Uh, basically, the opposite direction. Yeah, it's uh, what like New York, I think. New York, uh, like, I think uh, it's upstateish somewhere. Yeah. Um. So, oh boy, now we're going to talk about Joseph Smith. I knew immediately uh, where it was going. <laughs> yeah. Well, what else happens in Palmyra, New York? Uh, we, he saw a vision of a bright light and a figure floating above the ground and had a conversation with this figure who identified himself as Moroni. Or, hear me out here, he was a known con artist, <laughs> and he was conning people to get money. Anyways, that's, that's a different story. We're just going to leave that out on the plate. I'm not going to lie to you. I went really light into this Mormonism one because... We had to make cuts, that's why. We had to make cuts, I but had to also... Make cuts, you had to make cuts. It's going to veer away from the religion thing. <clears> oh, <throat> yeah, yeah, that's probably a good thing. Yeah. Uh, so he saw a vision of bright light of Moroni. The next morning, Moroni... My, 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 my Moroni. The next morning, <laughs> my, my Moroni appeared to show John Smith the golden <laughs> books. This is all the formation and foundation of Mormonism. I know. Stay away from Moroni Keep claimed. Your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut. Keep... Oh, I'm sorry. My mic is still on. <laughs> Moroni claimed to be a man who lived in America between. Yeah. I said between during the late 4th <laughs> and early 5th centuries. It's almost like you retired too. I was, but actually was from the Pleiades star cluster. Oh, yeah. Or it was a figment of his imagination. Or maybe it was just, I don't know, con artist being a con artist. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> he directed him to dig up the golden plates in an area, and researchers believed. That, that researchers believe to be another significant Native American mound. Oh, okay. Similar plates have also been found throughout both Americas and Native American burial mounds. This is not an uncommon thing, I guess, from mm -hmm. what they say. Um, they showed some different ones that were um, recovered through, um, what's the word, not um, disrespecting, um, destroying cultures. Oh, what's the word? Anyway, they found them from digging up Native American burial sites. Was I supposed to know that? No, I was just desecrating. Desecrating. Um, that's not. <laughs> it's still not it. It is it. All three of them were it. I was making a joke. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it's not funny when some idiot over here doesn't get okay. you're making a joke. I'm trying to wake you up here. <laughs> I. You know. I'm trying. Ancient to astronaut theorists believe. <laughs> Ancient astronaut theorists believe Moroni could actually be a star being. Oh, we're back to the star people. One. Who passes down knowledge to us. They're here. They're here. <laughs> I forgot to cover the mic the first time, so it's it okay. a little loud. It Sorry. still didn't do anything. <laughs> it, it, it muffled that a little. Okay. I believe you. Native American legends say this. <laughs> I know you can see me, so. I can. Native American. <clears throat> <laughs> Please go. I'm done. Native American legends say that star beings left Earth thousands of years ago around the same time the ancient astronaut theories believe the aliens left Egypt. How do they know this? Fucking uh -huh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but also, 
not 12,000 years ago. I thought that's what I wrote. Uh, I'm just going to forget that. Smith believed that the Native Americans... Scrub the 12,000 years ago comment from way earlier. No, that comes up later. Oh, never mind. Keep it in mind. (laughs) (laughs) Smith believed that the Native Americans could help guide him to a new holy land, which he called... New Holy Zion. Land. New Zion. Oh, New Zion. That's right. But he died. Old Smitty. Old Smitty died before he could find it. Oh, yeah. How did he die again? Mob violence is that's what they right. said. That's right. They threw him out the fucking before... For what? Oh, he's a con artist. <laughs> that's right. His successor, Brigham Young... Very... He's not a good person. I can't believe they named a college after him. Brigham Young continued his search and landed in Utah. This is dangerous. We can't talk about this shit. Come on. I know. I'm trying to get out of it. Oh. I'm fucking talking about how bad it is. <laughs> All right. You do your thing. I'm just going <laughs> to relax. Uh, continued his search and landed in Utah in 1849 at Parowan Gap. The local Ute chief, Wakara, told them that they had entered God's house and showed them pe- the petroglyphs that were thousands of years old. Okay. Those are cr- incredible. Yes. Giorgio describes how Utah is riddled with these petroglyphs, depicting normal, mundane, everyday life events. But some, however, are not so normal. Some show what look to be spaceships or people with space suits equipped with antennae, right, right, tubes, right. and stuff. So there's some yeah. odd ones. That's all we talk about, the petroglyphs. Next, we go to Great Falls, Montana, on October 19th of 1865. All right. The Missouri Democrat reports right. of a trapper who claimed to have seen strange lights in the sky. Was he an old trapper? He made some jerky. (laughs) He describes it flying over his camp at night before crashing in the forest seven miles away. Not first. Wendelshin Forest. Yeah, maybe. The next day, he tracked it down and found a large, hollow stone with hieroglyphics carved on it, equipped with chambers inside as it was hollow. Um, The local Blackfoot Native Americans have legend... (laughs) That's their name, people. Don't write us. Literally their name. Uh, have legends that tell of these star beings and sky vehicles descending down in the area. Mm. Chief Standing Elk of the Yankton Dakota tribe. So much in there that I'm just going to leave. Believe these star beings are still visiting us and never stopped. Probably. He believes that they visit us, they visit us and communicate with us on a telepathic level like his encounter. As he had one. Okay. He says that they spoke to him and showed him a bar with symbols on it. Um, he then holds up a replica of the bar. I guess mm-hmm. it's a metal bar. Yeah. With symbols on it describing what he claims to be universal laws. Okay. All right. Um, he does says he, that these... Does it... Is it just symbols? Yeah. That are, okay, so like, it's not like you they can look actually look, tell what they are. They look like... Um, how do I... Simpler hieroglyphics. Okay. And hieroglyph and uh, devoid of hieroglyphics that depict human, um, sorry, earthbound things like fish or bird or something. Okay. So they're symbols, but they're kind of um, not so complex as hieroglyphics or not. Not the fuck was that? As my foot sliding on the carpet. Sorry. Okay. Freaked the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's pretty cool. He says that these um, universal laws or these hieroglyphics are very well guarded by the star people. Okay. Next, we move to Tombstone, Arizona. Great name. Ten years after the gunfight at the OK Corral, one of the most bizarre UFO sightings in history would occur here. I think I've heard of this. Have you? It's pretty cool. Documented in the Tombstone Epitaph in 1890, two ranchers described 
mm-hmm. seeing a huge monstrous bird flying overhead with an enormous membranous wingspan and a body like an alligator. Kind of like a bird. Yes. Or, sorry, kind of like the metal bird from Kind of like a bird, yes. <laughs> like a metal bird. Another version told by them when they were older says that they actually shot at the bird and it was bulletproof. I wonder why. Could have been metal, Tell? maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Tommy knockers, ghost trains, the ghost rider are all being mentioned by mentioned by Giorgio, suggesting that maybe amongst all these campfire stories, could some of them have been true? Tommy knocker. Tommy knockers are cool. What are they? Transcendentalism. Uh, well, this is an Ancient Aliens episode. We'll talk about ghosts later. And by ghosts, I mean they are cave-dwelling cryptids that... Really? Yes. Oh, man, I'd never heard of these, honestly. So there's two different things, Tommy knockers. One is what they described as these um, cave-dwelling um, cryptids or ghosts or something that... Mm-hmm. Um, that not so much cave, but mines. Okay. They yep. torment in the mines. Ooh, can we go and explore a mine? That would be dope. Um, I made a Tommy knocker. Another, another, the other form that I've actually been, um, I've known of Tommy knockers is that there's some kind, they're kind of like poltergeist activity in houses. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so either I have in my place, kind of Tommy knocker playing with my fucking hair. Um, we'll talk about Tommy knockers in an episode. Okay. I like it. I look forward to it. Um, so anyway, transcendent, transcendentalism, departing from Eastern beliefs and the rise of science fiction novels mm-hmm. um, began to breed new thinking on our world and our place in it during this time. Now, remember the flying bird. <coughs> We're now transported to Elizabeth Lake, California. This lake sits on the border of two tectonic plates that form the San Andreas Fault. Have you heard of the this? Big, I have not. What is that? Uh, the rocks I heard don't. of it. The early settlers called this lake Laguna del Diablo. Oh, Lake Laguna. Lake Laguna means lake lake. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lake lake. Uh, Laguna del Diablo. Just like Loch... DeVille. Like Lake Loch Ness means lake lake. Remember we talked That's about right. that? right. It's a lake lake. So Laguna del Diablo or Lake of the Devil. Or the Loch Ness Lake. That's everybody calls it. Lake Loch, Lake Loch. Loch Ness Lake. Lake Ness Lake. It's called. They call it Lake Loch Ness. They call it that too? Yeah. Oh, who cares? Either way, we're talking That's about the Lake of the Devil. Legend says that the bottom Diablo. of the Diablo. Legend says that the bottom of the lake, there is an entrance to hell, and the devil's pet enters our world through the doorway. Nope. <laughs> That's a note for me, Jim. <laughs> I'm out. From 1800 to 1880s, ranchers were said to be plagued and harassed by a beast that would come out of the water and steal can can cattle. Can openers. They just took the can openers. They took can openers. I don't know openers. why. They took them too. Uh, orges generally caused torment to the locals in the area. Assholes. Those locals called this beast the Thunderbird. Oh. And its description was very similar to what the Tombstone Ranchers witnessed in 1890. Do you know what the Thunderbird is? I'm thinking it's the devil's pet. <laughs> I mean, you did get it wrong on a quiz. Oh, go fuck yourself, all right? <laughs> Supposedly, one rancher set out to capture the creature and sell it to the circus, as Why one not? would do. Yeah, that's what I would do. Uh, he fired several shots at it, which all bounced off of it. Oh, damn. I was hoping mm. it was going to lead to that picture of them all holding the... That's what I thought, too. I was hoping that that was actually the story behind that picture. Yeah. Never came up. Okay. Um, Son of a bitch. I know, right? 
Um, now, listen. Shots bounced off of it. This is where it all connects. It all comes together. I love it when a plan comes It together. then flew east, never to be seen again. Oh. Now, this happened in California yeah. in 1890. Yeah. And the Tombstone, Arizona sighting was east of there in... This happened in California in 1880. And the Tombstone, Arizona sighting east of there was in 1890. Okay. Things that make you say, hmm. The host and the narrator are now pondering if the Thunderbird was no creature at all, but actually a craft. The thunder is used as evidence that maybe this is some Thor. Some Thor? <laughs> the thunder is Thank used you, as evidence that maybe this came from the thunderous noise and made from thrust or propulsion. Oh, oh, oh. That wasn't thunder. a good one. Yeah, it wasn't good. One of the hosts brings up an interesting point. This is very cool. I've never thought about this, about this before, or this is cool. I want to see what your thoughts are on this. I'll give them to you. He mentions a term called cultural masking. Are you familiar with this? I have not. Okay. Basically, what if these cultures observe and interpret these crafts as something familiar to them or their legends? Mm -hmm. The Chinese with dragons, mm -hmm. the Egyptians with flying boats, mm -hmm. the Native Americans with birds, or maybe they have some kind of intel on these cultures that cloaks their ship to mirror these things. This is kind of an interesting thought that I got thinking of. That maybe what yeah. we're seeing amongst all these, the fact that we, they say like in Egypt, oh, it's a flying boat. Yep. And then in China, it's a flying dragon. Yes. Two flying different bird shapes. Native Americans. <clears throat> two different shapes. And we may be applying a lens over these UFOs saying this UFO that Egypt must have seen must have been um, a boat shape. And the one that Chinese people must have been seeing was a slim cylindrical object like right. Omanuma, right? How do I pronounce that? Did I pronounce uh, that right? I don't remember. Anyway, it. but either way, what if it's just them saying that must be a boat up there? Oh, that Not, must be a bird up there. Exactly. Not yeah. so much the shape, but that's their explanation of oh, it. Oh, wow. It's making a thunderous noise. Exactly, because they don't have the concept of planes yet, but they have the concept of boats, they have the concept of birds and stuff Makes like sense. that. You know, so I thought that was pretty interesting. So Very. the wrap-up begins now after we go through another montage of clips from Cowboys and Aliens. Uh, uh, the wrap-up begins with pondering questions from the episode all over the backdrop of a montage of clips from the movie Cowboys and Aliens. Oh. Available soon. <laughs> and available for all you to watch now. Hey, it's a good movie, but man... What should they pay to get advertised there? Seriously. So, Ancient Aliens, keep going. Volume 5. Oh, that was it? That's it. Oh, did they do their standard questions that they always do? Yes, As I they said, do. the wrap-up begins with pondering questions from the episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, two interesting and weirdly, once again, interconnected ones. Not really interconnected at all, actually. But. No. Not at all. <laughs> but they were both filled with things that make you say, what the fuck? <laughs> Wanted to throw you off a little? Got me. Got it. Uh, ladies, gentlemen, and Squatches, and Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds. Yeah, baby. As well as Holes in the Ice. I don't know how they're thinking about it. but Thank you all so much for listening. What the hell? <laughs> what in tarnation? Oh, hey, could it be? We didn't say that either of us. I said it. Oh, you did? No. 
Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to reach out to us and let us know your thoughts and opinions, you can do so by finding us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. YouTube. Oh, I did it. Color today. your shirt. Links are in the show notes below. I don't know. I should have fun with it. Great. If you enjoy what we do here, don't touch my Sasquatch. We'd and we like know to you do. And you, we know you do. And we'd like to support us. Join our Patreon to get bi-weekly bonus shows, discounts on merch, hashtag new merch, exclusive Patreon-only content, and lots more to come. Yeah. Hit the subscribe button for auto-downloads to listen first thing every Monday morning. Because you need that. For fuck's sake, you need it. Shoot it in the veins. The, you need it. the episodes. At the end of this episode, just do it. You know? Now! Please. Not even that. It's, it's, it's You'll the end love of the episode. it. Do it uh, now. Drop us a five-star rating and write us a review. Tell us what you love. Tell us how you're enjoying the show. You know, it helps us to grow and bring you even more great content for you to enjoy. That you want to hear. Exactly. Well, I said that weirdly. More content that you want to hear. Exactly. Subscribe. Hit the bell and like Bing. the videos on YouTube. Make sure you check out those too. You can see what an amazing beard looks like. I've yes. won seven seven beard contests now. Eight, I thought. Eight this weekend's eighth one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, phenomenal. Just keep it up. Yeah, myself. You know, I haven't won anything. Yeah, you have. You won an awesome Uncle Co-Chairman. <laughs> I've won. I can't read award. <laughs> he does his best. Well, well. Join us next Monday. For our next incredible episode, you may write us, rate us, review us, but remember, it's always stay curious, be vigilant, and don't touch my Sasquatch. Don't do it. He's at a shootout at the OK Corral. Oh, Wyatt Earp. Peace. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> he threw me. I know. For Josh... Six seconds earlier for the computer than the phone. For London, keep doing the fantastic work. He says the structure is sex, sexy. <laughs> it's a sexy fucking it's pyramid. A sexy triangle. Cut that, London. <laughs> I Cut that, sure London. will. <laughs> <coughs> Terrible fate. <laughs> oh, I'm just dying over it. Terrible fate. <laughs> <laughs> Now's the time to finish my sentence. Yeah. <laughs> You're just going to have it from that camera's off. That's all. So it's going to be a close-up fucking video of your face. No, yours is the one that isn't recording. Ah, oh, shit. It's going to be me. Text. Uh, down, perhaps the enemy snake or comments. Uh-huh, comments. Okay. Uh, I can't remember if it was him or some of the other hosts, but they were saying, oh, well, maybe. <laughs> oh, well, maybe. <laughs> That's <laughs> happened. Okay. Papa Pear. So. Papa Pig. This concludes. Oh, I didn't actually mean to shoot that. Video two. It's not touchscreen. And close. Little off. And audio. Hey, nice job, baby. Thank you. I'm going to have a quick cut. Our southernmost continent, our Mercator, Mercator, believe that our mysterious, exactly two, some unknown Cladis. Air Force cartographed the aforementioned, the expected, the talk about the emos, Eskimos, Lyndon Moulton Howe, came from a comment, comet, oh, Swedish fish, or Swedish chef. Oh my God, that was sexy.